Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. A top is the theme on Top Hit Tuesday and you can expect some top beats out of the world of music. Music from Dermot Kennedy as well as Ava Max to look forward to as well as punditry offered by arguably Zimbabwe's top team of pundits and that team is Barry Menandi, Alois Bunjira, Chris Meadzi, our producer is Sean Tafirinika and my name is Mike Madoda. What can you look forward to on Top Hit Tuesday on the home front after recently booking a second successive appearance at the Netball World Cup the gems are hoping they'll get the fitting financial support they require as the netball team has once again reignited the euphoria that gripped the nation in 2019 when they made their debut at the global showcase. In our Formula One report proudly brought to you by Zimoko, Lewis Hamilton has insisted he can still fight for a win this season after his performance at the Dutch Grand Prix despite his anger and frustration at his Mercedes team strategy call that led him to finishing a fourth. We'll also take you around the world in 60 with updates from Queensland in Australia, California as well as Flushing Meadows, New York. After our play of the day, it's time for the beautiful game. As promised, we'll zone in on the VAR video assistant referee controversies where according to former professional game match officials limited PGMOL boss Keith Hackett, referees are being hung out to dry because of a lack of leadership as a series of high-profile VAR controversies riddled the Premier League this past weekend. A mouth-watering clash between two European heavyweights is on the slate for the opening night of the Champions League a group stage action as Juventus visit Paris Saint-Germain at the Parc de France. And Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola has issued a warning over the over-reliance on striker Erling Haaland as City begin their fresh bid for the Champions League with a group stage date against Sevilla. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Let's give you a local sports news wrap-up. Before that, don't forget our WhatsApp number in the studio, 0731-168-045. Let's start off with some hockey news. Hockey Association of Zimbabwe President Grant Campbell says their focus now is to get sponsorship after the national men's and women's field hockey teams qualified for the African Games in Ghana next year. Campbell said it's not been easy for the sport over the last years, but that the team's qualification brings some positivity. Zimbabwe hosted the Central South Africa qualifier from last Wednesday. Wednesday to Sunday at St. John's College in Harare. 
In rugby news, the Zimbabwe Cheetahs are hosting a fundraising event in Cape Town tonight as they build up to the Rugby World Cup Sevens, which gets underway in the Mother City on Friday. The event will also be a meet and greet opportunity where fans will be able to interact with Graham Callback's chosen 12 players to represent the country. Led by Kudzai Mashawi, the Cheetahs have been in Cape Town since last Tuesday with a base in False Bay as they prepare for the global showpiece. Yesterday, they officially moved into the Rugby World Cup Sevens, provided for accommodation. And we'll finish off with Sport Not Sport Pool, where the Bolaya <laughs> Provincial Pool Association League returned for the second half of the season this past weekend after the closure of the transfer window and completion of two major tournaments. Kings shot to the top of the table after their win over Nkulumani Pool Club. Kings beat Nkulumani 9-5 to go one point clear on the log. Well, well Barry seemed to have a very interesting definition of where pool lies uh, as far as our government's <laughs> definition of recreation. Recreational activities are concerned. Where would the minister Kirsty Coventry place Paul? The minister is the minister of youth, sport, arts, and recreation. Recreation. <laughs> the Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Well, this uh, particular sport certainly is recreation, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, one of the major sports in Zimbabwe. In doing so well, we're talking about netball. And after recently booking a second successive appearance at the Netball World Cup, uh, the Gems are hoping they'll get the fitting financial support they require as the netball team has once again reignited the euphoria that gripped the nation in 2019 when they made their debut at the Global Showcase. Financial constraints have taken a toll on netball for so long long and corporates are expected to consider lending a hand to the germs uh, earlier in May Spa Zimbabwe who are now the germs uh, major sponsors that uh, came on board to sign a key deal through the friends of the Zimbabwe Olympic Committee initiative let's hear from Zoc president Tavani Gonyam who has acknowledged that the germs qualification uh, means support needs to be promptly secured if we look at uh, where the girls are, I think it's, um, I think at the recently when we were welcoming the girls uh, here at the spa, who are our partners, we would recall that we went into a partnership with spa, particularly to support the gems. So one of the things that I, I always uh, reflect on when uh, during that event is our sport is lacking the coordination or what we call um, integration, where all the partners need to come together at a national level. We here we're talking of ZOC, the national associations. We speak of also the corporates, the government, and and the parents of the athletes, so that we professionalize our sport for the athletes when they are in camp and preparing for a long-term um, achievement. To then be able to focus only on playing the sport and focusing on just making themselves better in the field of play so that they can then achieve the results that are expected. So going forward, uh, this is my running call to everybody that we have taken the small baby steps in terms of just funding basic funding for the sport with this partnership that we activated on the 11th of May 2022 just really to help the girls to qualify. Going forward, they've reached its milestone and having reached this milestone more than ever, they require more 
funding and really corporates and everybody and all the partners that I mentioned to come together and ensure that we support the girls as best as possible. We have done a part, a little bit of a part where we believe we saw the seed with a little partnership that we've got at the moment going with SPA, but we then are also calling other corporates and other partners to then fund the girls to ensure that between now and the World Cup in 2023, they are fully prepared as best as possible because they will be competing under the best of the, with the best of the best. Therefore, they need to be at the best that they can achieve. So this is basically, I believe that we need everybody to come in. And I know the government has played their part in also supporting the girls currently. And also more can be done going forward by ZOC, by all the National Federation, and also the corporates to just come in and support the girls at this time. Uh, Zok, uh, President Tabani Gonye, they're talking uh, about uh, the uh, gems and, of course, uh, their uh, possible participation. In fact, their participation at the World Cup and the support that's coming in for them. And uh, he acknowledges that uh, a lot has to be done, Barry, yeah, uh, yeah. For, um, for the netball team. Uh, a little has been done. And it's credit, I think, uh, to uh, the Zimbabwe Olympic Committee, basically, uh, for taking into their arms a baby that is not theirs. Yeah, 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 100%. And uh, listen, uh, 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 and credit to the Zimbabwe Olympic Committee as well as Spa Zimbabwe who've uh, you know jumped in and uh, uh, try had have assisted uh, to get the gems to where they are but you're quite, quite right and also uh, the ZOC president Tabani Gonye absolutely right that lots more needs to be done and it takes a village to raise a baby and the great thing is that there are other corporates as well coming mm. through uh, National Foods Edgar's Zororo Pumlani Funeral Services but again that's not enough and many of these partners are coming on board with income gestures which are appreciated but at some point you need cold hard cash you need cold hard cash uh, Chris and uh, we saw the government uh, I think a couple of weeks ago uh, reward the young ladies uh, with $11,000 for World Cup qualification now we applaud that but I felt that the amount to be honest was not enough we we have seen the government uh, step in and give greater amounts uh, for other causes other uh, individuals you know Manucci, uh, mm. when uh, he won his bout, I think yeah. there was that young lady who also won a bout in uh, yeah, take uh, uh, yeah, take she, she won, and then uh, we also saw other teams that qualified for different events mm-hmm. uh, get a lot more. In fact, there was actually, uh, I think, a team that went to particip- uh, participate, uh, I think, a, a school team. Mm. Uh, I think they do these sort of like lawyer games type thing. Oh, yes, um, the moot court, uh, the moot yeah. court, oh, yeah. Yeah. See, they got quite a substantial yeah, amount they, 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 now. The netball team has just put Zimbabwe on the world map. Literally. This is not the first time. Mm-hmm. This is the second successive World Cup tournament that they are qualifying for. And whilst we credit the government for the $11,000, I really think that a lot more should have done. Because when we split it, that works out to about $500 yeah. per player. And what does that do for motivation for a player who's quite literally putting their body on the line? for the flag. I think a lot more could have been done um, just even from a motivational perspective. I think another thing, and it was pointed out in their documentary by one of the parents, is that it's sometimes so difficult to allow your child to pursue a particular career path because you can see that there's no actual financial benefit to this. So it would have been great just from a morale, from a support perspective to have a lot more money that would have come to them. And also, when you take a look at the other countries that were participating and qualified, 
when they went back to their home countries, especially South Africa, mm. those pay packets are much, much, much larger than we've seen here. Absolutely. And uh, Alois, uh, you know, I think sometimes it's important uh, that someone sets the tone uh, and, uh, you know, had the, the, the gift from government been substantial, I think it would really have put a bit more pressure uh, on corporate Zimbabwe to step up uh, with uh, bigger partnerships, bigger sponsorships and bigger gifts for the girls who have qualified for the World Cup. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, uh, Mike. You see, when you, when, you, when you see the government needs to realize that this sport it doesn't have corporate partners at all at the moment so they need to set the tone i would have thought that probably that eleven thousand could have actually gone to a single player you know so that like chris said you you, you need you, this game is supposed to stimulate interest throughout yeah. from grassroots they need to know that if we qualify if we play for the national team we go to the world cup this is what we get from 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 this sport and now when they are getting eleven thousand each for qualifying for the world cup imagine their teams as well the corporate partners for their teams they'll be like looking at the money that they're giving like our guys we're giving them too little so i agree with you 100 that the government at this at this juncture they need to be the bait the attraction that mm. we need for the corporates to come into sport don't just netball you see when netball gets so much also when uh, the afghan guys the boys qualify for soccer they they need so much when tennis zimbabwe is doing well in the davis cup mm. so this is what they said they, they need to set the tone so that when the corporates are coming uh, then they, they, there's, there's a benchmark that is set uh, uh, listen i want to go to chris because uh, alois has brought in a very interesting uh, point here when uh, you of course uh, brought in the warriors into the discussion <laughs> now <laughs> had, it, had it been the warriors who had qualified for a tournament just afghan not even a world cup we would have seen greater amounts Absolutely. we would have been reading about you know the players possibly receiving ten thousand mm. dollars each uh them being promised three thousand dollars for a win etc yeah. uh, and this feeds into the narrative that sometimes you know what well, as far as sport is concerned we are not taking the girl child as seriously yeah. as the boy yeah and i'm glad alois is the one who brought it up <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> Um, I think a lot of the times when we take a look at women's sport, I think we think that it doesn't generate interest. And therefore, we decide to kind of, oh, you know, they're, they're participating. They made it to the World Cup last time. But I think it's also important to remember what happened the last time out when they were going to the World Cup, which is that it was, I think, a month before they were supposed to leave and go to the World Cup and there was still not enough finances for them to head out. And it was um, a result of, obviously, that government fundraising that helped, but also Zimbabweans in the diaspora came through in a strong way yeah, they did. to ensure yeah. that the gems actually had the support that they needed. So for me, it just goes back to the fact that women's sport doesn't have the support that it needs, and it needs to start somewhere. Whether that's the government, whether it's a corporate sponsor who becomes very serious about women's sport, it needs to start somewhere and it needs to start with a team that's already winning already doing great and they're going to a World Cup. I think that kind of brand visibility is so underrated and we need to take it more seriously. 0731 weigh in with your thoughts on this discussion we're having uh, around uh, corporate support uh, for sport. Indeed, government support uh, for sport in Zimbabwe. The netball team has qualifies for the World Cup and they will fly the flag for the nation at that uh, particular tournament. And as we wrap up the discussion, Barry, we've been 
talking about money, uh, but we must also talk about uh, the importance of development because I think it's one thing that um, our netball team has brought to the fore because this is not like an overnight success. No, this yeah, is something that has been uh, brewing for quite a long time. It has been because uh, if you look at the, the core of the, this team that we now call uh, the, the, this group of players, the Gems, uh, they won gold at the Youth Games in 2014, which are held in Mulayo. And that this the, the many of the players that were in that team formed the foundation of what is the Gems. They then qualified, of course, for the 2019 Nepal World Cup. We all know what they did. They captured the imagination of the nation. Yeah. But beyond that, they also won the hearts of competitors, compatriots, neutrals, everyone who was looking at Liverpool. Say, and, and I remember commentators even saying, this plucky little team from Zimbabwe. And they played their hearts out, finishing eighth. Their preparations were far from ideal. Uh, let's go to Daniel in Marlborough, who's weighed in with his thoughts. He says, hi, super team. <laughs> well, you hey. flatter us. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> As you're very right on uh, what gas, uh, or in fact, I think what has been given uh, to our beloved girls. It's becoming, uh, it's unbecoming, especially coming from the current sports minister. And here is the fine point that Daniel makes. Who herself received quite substantial amounts from government for gold she needs to do more that that, that, that is a very yeah. fine point that yeah. uh, she she was the beneficiary of uh, uh, quite a bit of financial support uh, from the government at the time she was an athlete and she should really understand uh, the plight of the yeah. netball team and the predicament keep your messages coming in on that number and we'll read as many as we can during the fan zone 0731-168045. That's 0731-168045. Quick break, and when we return, it's the Zimoko Formula One Report. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. From sunny Melbourne to the streets of Monaco. The deserts of Bahrain to the jungles of Brazil. Get up to speed on the Formula One report. The Formula One report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Car filters are in every single modern vehicle. Now, when filters get clogged, many symptoms emerge, which cause many problems that affect a vehicle's performance. Now, common problems caused by clogged filters include loss of power, dirty smoke, or even engine failure. Every driver needs to know the different types of filters that are in their vehicles. So, the car has uh, four main filters. So, there's the cabin filter, oil filter, fuel filter, and the air filter. The function of all of these filters is to enable flows and catch impurities such as dust in the air or impurities in diesel and petrol fuel or even harmful dirt in engine oil. So if your car filters are not replaced in time, they won't work properly and you could have a negative impact on your vehicle's operation. Stay tuned to ZFM Sport for more. Let's get into the Formula One news where Lewis Hamilton has insisted he can still fight for a win this season after his performance at the Dutch Grand Prix despite his anger and frustration at his Mercedes team's strategy call that cost him a shot at victory at Zandvoort. The seven-time champion delivered several expletive uh, expletive heavy messages to his team as his race uh, in the Netherlands uh, fell apart, dropping him from the lead to finish fourth. Lewis Hamilton apologised to his Mercedes team after admitting he lost it for a second. 
you know, my apologies to the team because I, I, I don't even remember what I said. It was like I just, <laughs> just lost it for a second. And uh, but I, I think they know that it's just so much passion. And um, I want to look at it as a glass half full. We came here struggling from last race. We were fighting against the Red Bulls today. We were quicker than most at many points. If without the safety car, I think we would have been challenging them for the win at the end on the one stop, which I don't think the others could do. So, um, so many great, great things to take from it. The car was finally working. If this can happen, if this can be the same in the future races, we're going to be continuing to breathe down the necks and we're going to get that win. And now the seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton remains the only driver to have taken a victory in every season he's competed in Formula One since his debut in 2007. With seven races remaining this season, he felt it was a streak he could keep going. Barry, was he going to keep it going? He was no. in the race lead, no. but was he going to be able to hold off Max Verstappen and Red Bull for 12 laps? No, no, he wasn't. Uh, um, look, uh, I don't think he could have uh, held them off for four or five laps uh, on the basis that, listen, he, in essence, I think both Mercedes uh, at the time of the of the safety car were on hard compound pound tires. Uh, uh, the, the Red Bulls dipped in for softs. Softs were going to give you a lot more traction, were going to give you a lot more pace. So even if... George Russell was going to sit between uh, uh, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton and try and hold Max Verstappen off. It would only be for a for a for a season, for a time, and ultimately he would take George Russell, take Lewis Hamilton. Perhaps what Lewis Hamilton was going to get is a podium finish. Well, George Russell made a call for himself, Chris. Here's the thing: it was not it was not from the pit. He made a call. He demanded yeah. those softs. Why didn't Lewis Hamilton do the same? I think when you take a look at Lewis Hamilton, and this has happened several times. This this season and last he will still defer to the team he's not the kind of driver i think and we've seen it with max we've seen it with charles leclerc where they will argue with their pit and insist on a particular direction or insist on a particular tire whatever it is but lewis almost defers to his team and just trust like okay let's 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 go with what you've said i don't think we see the kind of argumentative streak that we see in other drivers and i think in a season where mercedes is not at his best and he is the driver in the car we should see more of that right uh, let's give you the latest driver standings maximus Stappen. it's a procession right now he's on 310 <laughs> points and that is a full 109 points clear of Charles leclerc of the scuderia who is in second sergio perez of red bull is a tight second and of course uh, he's also got 201 george russell of mercedes is in fourth on 188 carlos Sainz is fifth and lewis hamilton is in sixth as far as the race for the constructors title is concerned red bull racing are leading the way ferrari are in second mercedes are third the alpine Renault is in fourth and mclaren are fifth the action continues to come thick and fast as formula one returns this weekend to the home of the scuderia is the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. Z. All right, now replacing your filters at regular intervals makes your car more efficient and allows it to run smoother. Quality matters when it comes to filters, which is why Zamoko uses only genuine or factory-approved filters during re routine service. Enjoy a 15% discount on parts fitted during completed services uh, through our Zamoko workshops. Now, Zamoko parts are al also come with a one-year guarantee. And don't forget that your original filters and other OEM parts are available for over-the-counter 
account purchases through Zimoko Central Parts Department. Visit Zimoko to get the right part and expert advice to keep your vehicle running the way the engineers intended it to. Book your vehicle for a quality service today. Check our website, that's zimoko.co.zw or email zimoko at inquiries at zimoko.co.zw for more information to see how Zimoko can help you. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Hi, you're listening to ZFM Sport. My name's Graham Sharp, and I'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the Dakar Rally in a bike. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International Sports News. We take off in Queensland where emerging star Cameron Green held his nerve with a career best 89 not out in Australia's thrilling two-wicket victory over New Zealand in the first one-day international in Cairns. Australia has drawn first blood in three-match Chapel Hadley series, which continues at the same venue on Thursday. In California, LA Rams coach Sean McVay has told reporters that there won't be any limitations for quarterback Matthew Stafford as the team prepares for Thursday's season opener against the Buffalo Bills, including during practice and in-game planning. McVay was asked if he would feel comfortable if Stafford had even had to throw the ball 50 to 55 times and he said no hesitation. The coach added that the team will manage Stafford's right elbow similarly to how they did through the 2021 season. Let's touch down in New York where Rafael Nadal says he does not know when he'll play again after losing in the US Open fourth round. Nadal's hopes of winning a third Grand Slam title of 2022 were ended as American Francis Tiafo produced a brilliant display to win their US Open last 16 clash in four sets, 6-4, 4-6, 6-4, 6-3. Mike, for you, the GOAT race... Uh, looking kind of pale right now. Yeah, well, the, both of them, I think uh, Djokovic uh, and Nadal, of course, are unable to add to it. Uh, Nadal will have a chance in Australia. Uh, Djokovic won't. Uh, and so I think, to be honest, right now, th- there's no telling which way it's going to go because the immediate Grand Slam after Australia is the French Open, which is the banker for Nadal. So uh, I think Nadal is holding all the aces at the moment. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. All right, let's get into your messages. 0731-168-045. And they are coming in thick and fast. If you prefer Twitter, it's at ZFM Sport. Uh, hi, guys. My questions. My question is, are the guys at Wanebo Association doing enough to get their problems across? And I don't think it's necessarily about the neglect of the girl child, per se, but about <laughs> if it's a big brand like Caps United, Ijishaya, what more my story and I'm sticking to it but you know what Caps United and the Zimbabwe netball team Chris that's qualified for the World Cup that's apples and oranges completely and especially from the perspective that Caps United just from a competitive perspective are they are they competing are they winning are they winning are they I think we we look at these teams with with rose tinted glasses because there's no way you can compare a national team to Caps United get out right Hans the best sports team ever Hans Dawian is a sprinter only to catch up with you guys Tinga in Mbara National Tinga thank you so much for tuning in to the show uh, hi ZFM sports team my name is Kelvin I don't have much to say and I want a Juventus Yaita Kufa Nebora 
That is the big game in the Champions League. Juventus are in Paris to take on Mbappe, Neymar and Messi. Now, here's someone who wants to enter the debate of whether pool is a sport or not. It's Sangsi. Yes, guys, pool, darts, table tennis, throw in your scrabble, monopoly, flipper, chuck them in the ZFM games room and we'll have a good Friday evening of games and drinks without classifying them as sports. Love it. Well done, Sunsi. The association would disagree with you. Wow. uh, ZFM team just wanted to tell you that the only combo that was better than you is Iniesta, Xavi, Busquets and Messi. And now you decide who is the Messi Pamuri. This is Munya in Whitecliff. Uh, Mikey, I just want to talk about that uh, issue that's talked about uh, rather than uh, mm. the marketing of uh, the gems or whatever and and I think anyone who, who drives up and down Borough Road or any road in the city will see that billboard space is probably at its optimum mm. it's all taken up yeah. you open a newspaper there's lots of ads in there you look online there's lots so of so corporates are willing to spend so there's spending happening in terms of marketing activity the sponsorship pillar in marketing is little appreciated or used in this market so therefore the dollars are not going there uh, let's go to Mazo where Mr. Bike has got in touch says hi guys uh, it's not the minister alone to support the triumphant uh, netball team but all ladies especially the parliament ladies should send congratulatory messages to our netball ladies for qualifying for the World Cup I'm happy for the ladies I wish my wife was one of them Chris He's thrown this one firmly back into the court of women no, to say that women are not doing enough to support each other. And I can understand when you are talking about a minister who makes very real decisions around sport because that is what she does for a job on a daily basis. However, when you throw it back to women must just support each other, I think, first of all, we let down a national side. I don't think this country is made up of just women. We let down a national side and the responsibility lies everywhere because what we want is to then produce an entire crop entire generations of netball players so should that ball be just thrown at women to say Mm. just support each other look possibly in fact when you take a look at the uk contingent of supporters that were going to every single game that was 95 percent women so if you're talking about women supporting the gems that's already happening we need the actual corporate support to ensure that the gems get adequate preparation and i think it's a very pointed out alois is the sponsorship pillar uh, yep. when it comes uh, to marketing spend that hasn't been erected at all it's 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 not standing in fact it it doesn't exist uh, and so uh, sponsorship as it pertains uh, to not just women but even men's sport as well is lacking when it comes to that uh, we, we need that pillar to be fully erect yeah uh, marketing in uh, in sport in Zimbabwe sports marketing in general has been really bad uh, in Zimbabwe it has always been this uh, sponsorship uh, my team this you know I'm uh, like benefactors no we, we, we haven't really had uh, marketing partners in football even even the laws and the rules of this country I think we need to revisit them especially when it comes to marketing because there are some prohibitions the, the things that are not supposed to be done by the company guy that is being the marketing partner you can do abc so those things they need to be removed because they when you come to partner a club or a sports team you need to derive benefits from it so but we have got some laws that actually infringe on those benefits and marketers and yeah. partners will stay will stay away because i, th- of those I think what we see in the rest of the world and even it's happening in africa now is that there's a missing link between corporate 
and sport. So corporates don't speak sport, sports people don't speak corporate, and there's no yep. communication. The rest of the world has a middleman in an agency, and we don't have that yet. And uh, the message to corporate Zimbabwe is quite simple. Mira Mirai. <laughs> your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. The big leagues, the big teams, the big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. All right, as we promised yesterday, we're talking about the Professional Game Match Officials Limited. That is the company that runs refereeing in England. Now, according to former uh, PGMOL boss Keith Hackett, referees are being, quote, hung out to dry because of the lack of leadership as a series of high-profile VAR controversies riddled the Premier League this past weekend. West Ham and Newcastle had goals controversially disallowed on Saturday following VAR checks and BPGMOL has acknowledged that errors were made in those matches and is understood to be cooperating with the Premier League after it called for the incidents to be reviewed. Despite the controversies, former Premier League referee Dermot Gallagher is still for VAR. I think I talk about half, half full, half empty glasses. You know, mine's half full. Think of all the decisions that it's rectified. Think of all the decisions it's got right. The offside at Brentford, you know, last season that goal would have been disallowed or before VAR that would have been disallowed. Quite clearly, you know, an error, an understandable error. Things like that. The ones that we talk about that haven't been given, they would have never been given without VAR. So I think it's a matter of, like we saw today with two decisions, where are we going to go, how are we going to develop, how are we going to make it better? And that's what I say, make it better. Don't kick it out. Z. All right, the voice there of Premier, former Premier League referee and used a lot by broadcasters, Dermot Gallagher, uh, talking about the fact that he's still for Vieira. And after some high-profile decisions at Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton and Manchester United, some football pundits are calling for VAR to be scrapped. Let's hear from football pundit Rory Jennings. It's, it's ridiculous circumstances. What you don't want to see any team be robbed of a perfectly good goal. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see any team robbed of, of a victory as Chelsea were against Tottenham. You know, there are so many. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of football is subjective, isn't it? A lot of things, you can have an opinion, I can have an opinion, and maybe one of us is right. There is another situation where time will tell. Do you know what's what's never a foul? Edward Mendy and Jared Bowen, there is no way that that is ever a foul. Under no definition of any rule, you can use your freeze frames or whatever, but just use the eye test. If you're watching football and you've played the game, under no circumstances is that ever given as a foul. It's ridiculous. A VAR, yes, I think it was an experiment that has gone totally wrong. They, they would never do that. They, they, would, they would never do it because they wouldn't be brave enough. But I think it would be a huge and brave and righteous decision to say, do you know what? We thought this was a good idea. We got it wrong. Human error is part of the game. We've tried an alternative. It didn't work. Yeah. Let's just get back to it. Mm. Uh, Rory Jennings, football pundit, uh, and I was saying that uh, let's let's check it out. Um, uh, is that is that practical or is that baby and bathwater going flying? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say let's check it out. You know, I think uh, we, we we just need to clean it up to clean up the itself. Yep. Uh, to to take to get rid of it. Completely. How how I think how it how very quickly? How does it need to be cleaned up? Cleaned up. I, I I think VAR should not be the referee. Okay. VAR should only call the referee when it's a glaring mistake. It's a glare. If they have got doubts amongst themselves or with the referee, the referee in the VAR room, if there's a doubt that maybe it's foul, maybe it's not, 
let it go because the referee has already decided on that because um, the doubt the referee has already gone with the, with the doubt so if they've got a doubt let it go but if they can see good uh, guys this was a handball it's glaring this was a handball now call the referee and say have a look at this if var is not intervening for howlers chris doesn't that even create more uh controversy uh it should is it not and i'm being playing devil's advocate is it not better for us to try and clean it up to say right var governs and adjudicates these decisions and these are the decisions that VAR will make and then yeah. it's it's cut and dry. That is that is a very noble suggestion except what will happen more often than not is that that still remains subjective. But it's still, it's still so the same way. It's still the same thing and I think it's not that VAR needs to be scrapped. I think yes it needs to be cleaned up but also let's take a look at why particularly in England there is almost a failure to implement VAR effectively. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think we need to separate issues. Yeah. I think uh, VAR is not the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, VAR is a system. It's the uh, people. Yeah. Stupid. V- yeah, the people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So v- VAR is like is, is like a, a, a motor car. Uh, you can't say because there are accidents on the road. Uh, let's buy, ban all cars from our roads. Right. No, it's yeah. because uh, we, we've got uh, terrible drivers out yeah. there. And that's what we see in England. We are saying that those that are, uh, are the ones who are running the system of VAR, the referees that are at Stokely Park, they are the ones, they are poor. English officials right now are at their poorest in terms of quality and competence. And yeah. that's why we are seeing these errors. The errors that we saw over the weekend were not because the system is bad. I think the system calls for you to come and make a decision. Yeah. As a referee, you still get to make the decision. decision so even well, yeah. if the VAR official has erred in bringing you to the screen, you should still be able to take a look at what you're looking at as a referee and, as a referee and say, you know what? No, chaps. This is, this is not a foul, guys. But what we are having are very weak officials who, when they're called to the screens by VAR, more often than not, they are unwilling to show up or to sort of like expose the guy who's in the, the VAR. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. So they'll always back what VAR has, uh, has suggested. Are English referees, Mike, bad? Or have they always been bad and are now being exposed? By the system. I, I think they're now being exposed by the system. They've they've always been terrible. They haven't been the best. Uh, you know, you go to to the uh, strong officiating that we've seen from the likes of Pierre Luigi Colina. Colina. Uh, what you want from a referee is a referee who, yes, will at times make mistakes, but he makes his mistakes confidently. Yeah. Uh, and Howard the players, mm. yeah, the players have got confidence in his decision making uh, yeah. ability. In that, if he's made a mistake, it's because he made a genuine and sincere mistake. Yeah. Uh, some of these guys, the decisions they make, Barry, because if you go to the screen like that West Ham Chelsea situation yeah, yeah. and you watch that uh, uh, thing replay over and over and over yeah. again yeah. the guy spent three four minutes there yeah, yeah. and you still come up with that decision mm. then a lot of people begin to sort of like also question your integrity yes to say how could he be seeing it like this and the issue uh, I, I think has got to do like what's your point of my having stronger officials and so Alois uh, uh, bef- before we move from this matter and jump into the Champions League, um, VAR was created to clean things up, but we found that it's created even more outrage. Why is it that referees and the VAR guys in the VAR room can't see it the way that millions and millions of fans are watching all over the world and they see it differently? 
is the body system in, in refereeing killing their decision making capacity? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with my hundred percent that the referees are just incompetent. You, you, <laughs> you, you, you are you got the screen in front of you. That's why for me it starts with the VAR. The guy upstairs is you. You're supposed to see that ah, guys, this is this can can go. Let, let's not affect the flow of the game because at the end of the day we want the game to flow. You can already see because the guy at the VAR is actually a referee on his own. He is a referee. Yes. You see, so he is actually supposed. So it's not just the referee on the field is also the referee that the referee that is calling the other referee to say come and see this in the first place they're both incompetent both of them so i think they need a competent referee to man the var, var system and a competent referee to be on the field because how you can come up with and say the guy was actually jumping was actually trying to avoid the keeper that's crazy. By here, uh, the the uh, WhatsApp platform zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. Let us know your thoughts on VAR. Just a couple of messages, guys. I think people are forgetting that uh, VAR stands for Video Assistant Refereeing, which means it's an assistant, so it's not superior to the ref. The ref must have the final say. I agree with that. But it's completely. becoming superior. That's the issue, isn't it? That's Why? Yeah. It's, it's, it's because, because the, the referees are weak. abdicating. Weak. Responsibility. Their, power, their responsibility yeah. to the system, they are weak. And so uh, I, I don't agree that, as personally, I don't blame uh, VAR because uh, from my understanding, the final decision is from the referee, not VAR. So I think the, the referees are the ones who are making mistakes. That's Tinga out in Mbare National. Yeah. And then uh, this message simply says British referees are poor. British <laughs> <laughs> referees are probably are poor, but they're still refereeing in the Champions League, which is where we're going next. <laughs> ZFM Stereo is untouchable. It's back tonight and it's going to be a good one because here are your matches. Uh, Group E, uh, Dinamo Zagreb uh, takes on uh, Chelsea. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg takes on AC Milan. Uh, Celtic uh, will be taking on Madrid. This is, of course, Group F. RB Leipzig takes on Shakhtar Donetsk. In Group G, Borussia Dortmund take on, takes on uh, Co- FC Copenhagen. Uh, in the early kickoff, while Sevilla uh, takes on Manchester City. In Group H, Benfica uh, versus uh, Maccabi Haifa. While uh, in, uh, uh, in other news, Paris Saint-Germain will be uh, taking on uh, uh, Juventus which is the match we want to focus upon just to let you know that Dinamo Zagreb and Chelsea game is nil all uh, nine minutes have been played in that one and Dortmund versus Copenhagen again it's nil all uh, 11 minutes played in that uh, fixture but the big one tonight uh, pits a mouth-altering clash between two European heavyweights uh, which is on the slate for opening night of group action as Juventus uh, visit Paris Saint-Germain at the Parc de Prince. Uh, surprisingly these two European giants have not faced each other in competitive match since Juventus ran out 9-2 aggregate winners in 1996 UEFA Super Cup. Uh, let's get the pre-match thoughts of Paris Saint-Germain manager Christophe Gauthier. It is obviously a competition that the players love, with a great exhibition and a beautiful trophy. It's the first time I've seen the players go out and project themselves so quickly in a match, both collectively and individually. I noticed that everyone took care to recuperate and prepare well in the last 48 hours leading up to the game. Is there an excitement? No, there's a desire to start this competition with a magnificent match. Chris. Christophe Gautier. Yes, exactly. He's 
found a way, hasn't he, with Paris Saint-Germain? They yeah. look irresistible going forward. And so we have to install them as favourites. Juventus has got a job on their hands. Juventus definitely has a massive, massive load of work ahead of them tonight. I think when you're taking a look at that Juventus side, what they might try to do is potentially just cut off that supply to... Um, uh, PSG's front line that's possibly where the battle may be for them in the midfield but outside of that I think just taking a look at the way PSG has been playing the way the players are now playing in sync and just the quality this side has up and down the field mm. I think Juventus um, also a pale shadow of themselves so not necessarily going to uh, have a good time with this one uh, Paris Saint-Germain strong, strong start very important for them yeah uh, I think they know that they're good and I don't think they would want to give uh, Juve any chance because sometimes when you're playing a, a team that you know that they know that they they are not better than you. Once they they score or they get they get the lead, they pack the pass or they get so defensive and or maybe they just get so much energy from somewhere that you mm. never believe. They just get that confidence. So I think Paris Saint-Germain will come into this game knowing that you know what we need to hammer them and keep them down and keep them down right from the beginning, not giving Juve any chance because they know that they are much, they are much better team than, mm. than Juve. Max Allegri though in the other dugout uh, to Christophe Gautier is no mug. Yeah, he's no mug. Uh, I think uh, midfield, uh, Leandro Paredes who of course uh, was a former PSG player. Player, yeah. He's a PSG player just two weeks ago. He's joined. Uh, he should know of course uh, what's coming from PSG mm-hmm. uh, having played with those players and uh, he's a decent player. Adrian Rabiot as well. Yes. We've seen him workhorse. You know, they've got mm. the high energy level uh, that's needed in that midfield. Uh, but for me, the danger for PSG PSG is Vlaovic. Uh, yep. He is your one chance, one goal type striker. Mm. Uh, you know, cutting the mold of Lewandowski. Yep. Uh, and uh, they'll need to watch him because uh, if anything falls at his feet, he's quite capable of punishing PSG. So they'll need to be at their best defensively as well because uh, uh, this Juve side, yes, they may not have had the best starts in Serie A, but there are mm-hmm. no mugs. Uh, there's plenty of quality. What they'll rue Juve is that uh, Angel Di Maria is injured because yeah. he is a, a creative outlet for them uh, and he won't be available in this game. And also defenders uh, rather uh, gives them something to think about and uh, he'll be a big miss in that match and then uh, the other big uh, fixture tonight of course is Manchester City taking on Sevilla now Pep Guardiola has issued a warning over the over-reliance on striker Erling Haaland as City begin their fresh bid in the Champions League with a group stage date against a severe Erling Haaland has started out life in the Premier League Alois, uh, like a house on fire and he'll want to continue in the Champions League won't he? But uh, I think it's unavoidable that they will rely on him uh, he is, he is That's the why they brought him That's why they brought him and you can actually see that they are trying to all the passes from inside yeah. through the middle they cross it they're trying to find him but that's how they're going to yeah. play it's, it, he has changed the way they're playing and it, it, has, it is working and so it's far working, yeah. so why not rely on him? Yeah absolutely rely on him he'll get you goals as long as he can stay he should fit be. and healthy uh, against Sevilla uh, mm. four matches yeah. played in La Liga yeah. just the one draw yeah. uh, versus Valladolid we saw them hapless against Barcelona against Barcelona yeah. uh, whilst they lost 3-0 <clears throat> it could have been 6 or 7 in that game no, another, uh, another City another. is going to be ruthless yeah. uh, so if they don't bring their A game uh, they'll be, they, they could lose this quite heavily yeah it could be a match ball for Erling Haaland I'm sure he'll be looking for one we're out of time we're back tomorrow for Wacky Wednesday don't miss it may God richly bless you that's my story and I'm sticking to it Manandi out Finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners.
of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Muddled, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.